0: now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind, everybody. I'm your host, Michael Bauer. The best in the business is back in business. Thank you so much for coming and hanging out with us on this beautiful Friday night, or I don't know if it's beautiful wherever you are, but it's beautiful here. Um, it's not really that great. But anyway, before we get started, I want to talk to you about our friends over at DynastyHunter.com. So there are no new leagues forming right now, but you want to just always go on and check out see what they have to offer. That's all you have to do. Um, DynastyOwner.com, they were our first ever sponsor. They were loyal to us. We want you to be loyal to them. So go on, check out their site, make sure you look for any orphans, get yourself on that waiting list. And most importantly, tell them that the Dynasty Rewind sent you. We appreciate them. They appreciate us. We of course appreciate all of our listeners always. So let's get into it. Joining us, like always, we have Nate Christian. How's it going,
1: Nate? It is going great. Just excited to be here and uh dynasty rewind is like the highlight of my friday night every week
0: same here uh it's not the (laughs) highlight of my wife's friday night but she will get over it and also nate before we go on can you please tell everybody about your music venture
1: oh yeah sure so i have music i don't know if you knew this or not um it's nate christian it's very simple It's just my name i do some singer songwriter stuff released album about four years ago and then another album maybe about two or three but i got a lot of stuff in the works right now so over the next couple of months, there should be some stuff coming out and some um, should be exciting. So give me a follow on Facebook, at Nate Christian Music, or on Twitter at Music by Nate C.
0: Okay. And if you want, he will have vinyl pressed for you as well. Um, important sure. <laughs> man,
1: how you doing today, my man? What's up?
0: I'm good. You're freaking goofy. The um, <laughs> you got to get it on vinyl. You have to. It's yeah, better on vinyl.
2: you got to. My wife actually has that same uh Friday night sentiment as your wife, Mike. So, but I'm happy to be here with you guys, especially having. Our wonderful guest here is nice as
0: well. That's right. And let's talk about him next. We got Michael Huff. Hopefully I said your last name right. And he is from the FF Faceoff. Him and Anthony Servino, both great guys. Great follows on Twitter. Uh, Mike, you do a lot of stuff with DFS and you do a fantastic podcast. You do that seemingly about 30 times a week because every time my Google podcast player updates, there's a new FF Face Off, which is fantastic. So tell us yeah. about yourself. Tell us about your podcast.
3: Yeah, we are a bit busy and actually much to my wife chagrin as well that I am joining you guys tonight. But, you know, I, I, I gave her the option and she said yes. And then I did. It. And then when she realized I committed, then she said, oh, you committed? I said, yeah, I committed. You told me I could. But, yeah. um, Yes. FF face off. We do it. Actually, we do it four times a week. Uh, We are going to be live this Sunday, which is a first time ever for us. We'll be doing a Q&A on Periscope, Twitch, and YouTube. So, uh, check us out, FFA Software. And yeah, good time. And you guys,
0: um, I'll tell you what, some of the videos, just like the graphics and logos you guys do, I think you said Anthony is the one that does that, right?
3: I do that. He does all the okay. Production. You did I, okay. I i, 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 I basically remember. create the art and I just throw it his way and I say, just do whatever you do with it, and
0: figure
2: it out.
0: It's
3: <laughs> it's a great team because there's stuff that he doesn't know how to do that I can do, and then vice versa. So
0: and that works out really well that that's fantastic so again go check out the ff face off mike anthony fantastic guys uh to talk to on twitter i'm sure if you dm them anything they will gladly answer any questions that you have absolutely Um, so hey let's talk a little bit about some news and notes the falcons shut down their facilities after a positive covid test they are scheduled to play minnesota this week i didn't update this any other updates is that still ongoing or, or were those uh, false positives?
2: I think, uh, yeah, they were false positive. They were actually cleared to go back into the facility Thursday Thursday afternoon. But they was like, we'll just chill, come back the next day just to make okay. sure everything was copacetic.
0: Yes. Um so also another false positive this is all the news is um, Alabama head coach, Nick Saban tested positive for COVID COVID is now graded as a five-star recruit as per 24 seven sports. A second test was negative and COVID decommitted. He is now going to Appalachian state. Um, why is that relevant? Because we're a dynasty fantasy football podcast and whoever Nick Saban produces is going to be talked about on this show. Also got some people checking in Phil Penton jr. Saying what up? What's up, Phil, uh, Frank, fantastic frank glad you're here what's up guys frank great to see you tonight and uh roger murtaugh he is not with our <laughs> martin riggs tonight but troy king is saying what's good pimps i'm not a pimp i'm just nice. an old an old what guy so uh, but troy no, is fantastic yeah <laughs> so um moving on denver running back melvin gordon arrested for dui head coach Vic Fangio uncertain of his availability for sunday Philip Lindsay does say that he is 100%. Gordon practiced Thursday and not on Friday, so I don't know. Get him out of your lineups for right now until you mm-hmm. know what's happening. Um, I do believe that I saw that he had an illness.
3: He did, yeah, stomach uh, something with a stomach, stomach illness. Bugs. Okay, yeah.
0: but not not anything COVID related. So
3: he also had a stupidity illness too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, big time. Yeah. Yeah. Like just you're a millionaire just get an Uber. It's so easy. I do it all the time. Yeah. And you're not a
0: millionaire and you get an Uber, you're smarter than that. Yeah. Because oh yeah, that's right, if you get a DUI, the NFL, you can't go to work.
1: The NFL literally yeah. has a program set up for players where they don't have to pay for Ubers. There's no
3: excuse. No, they excuse. Totally do.
2: No, it's not an excuse at all.
0: Well, maybe yeah. the NFL should pay for me to get an Uber. You know what I mean? You're there gonna you go. Now are you're gonna give millionaires free. Uh, we could talk about that all day. Um so speaking of the NFL, they announced that the Pro Bowl this season will not happen, but it's reimagining it for 2021. So what I'm gonna take from that is they're going to find a way to make it not suck. Um <laughs> Indianapolis had planned to shut down facilities this morning after testing, but all tests were false positive. So their game versus Cincinnati will go on. Devontae Adams will return versus Tampa Bay. Fire him up. Deontay Johnson, Nate, is ruled out for week six. Rough. But um, everybody dumping all their fab money on Chase Claypool should be rewarded. Christian McCaffrey is likely out until week eight. Dalvin Cook has been ruled out. Darius Slayton is expected to play through his ankle injury Uh, and the Patriots canceled practice today after a positive COVID test. But the juiciest piece of news is running back. Le'Veon Bell has a new home. Um, If you were watching us on Tuesday night, which you should be uh, you saw that like right before we went on air, Le'Veon Bell was released by the jets. So he is now a Kansas city chief. The rich get richer. My friends, Um, Mm -hmm. the, the chiefs, good luck stopping them. I mean, obviously they're a very difficult team to stop in the first place. But I'll tell you what, Mike. Let's go to you first. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your thoughts on Le'Veon Bell going to the Kansas City Chiefs?
3: As far as Bell going to the Chiefs, my only main concern was I think people, at least the sentiment I'm seeing on Twitter, is people are kind of overreacting now on Claude Edwards Hilaire. Um. Listen, Clyde Edwards Hilaire was showing us already in the first few weeks that he wasn't a good red zone runner. That was evident by week one from Jump Street. So, um, and I, I listen, I know it's Pat Mahomes; he's going to throw the ball. But from last year to this year, their run ratio is up by six percent. So I think they're going to find a way to use both running backs; they'll both produce. I wouldn't panic too hard. I mean, you guys are the dynasty guys, so clearly there's definitely no need to panic on Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Of course. Uh, You know, mm-hmm. but but in this year specifically, I still think he'll give you value. Hopefully, you bolstered up your draft good enough because you spent the first round capital on Hilaire, and hopefully you'll be all right. But, yeah, I, I think both running backs will be, or be able to produce. But if Bell can't produce here, then he's toast. Mm-hmm. I'm
0: I'm going to toot my own horn for a second here, and I very rarely do this, but one of the things I remember saying when Clyde Edwards-Alaire was drafted by the Chiefs and everybody was going gaga over him, and rightfully so. First-round draft pick, fantastic offense. I said, I believe my exact words were, Andy Reid has a way of making the other players in an offense just relevant enough to ruin the guy that you have high expectations for. It's hmm. stupid on Twitter. People said I was out of my mind. Here we are. I was right. Now, obviously, it's week six that it's happening, but, you know, Daryl Williams was getting touches. Darwin Thompson was getting touches. So I am not just some loud mouth behind a microphone. There is some merit to what I'm saying. Uh, but before we move on, I think Porkman and Nate and myself, we could all agree. Clyde Edwards-Alaire's long-term outlook will not be affected by the signing. If anything, seeing how Le'Veon Bell prepares for a game, practices, and plays will help him become a better running back in the long term just hurts you a little bit this year.
2: Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, he's a he's a rookie. So, I mean, you can't expect for him to, you know, produce as well as everybody thought he was. They figured, you know, they're going to they, – he's going to the Chiefs and he's going to just eat. But you got to remember, they had talent like Damian Williams, but he was a vet when he came in. So, he understood True. the game and all that stuff. So, bringing another vet, maybe Bell can show – Claude Edwards to learn how to prepare, and that could be good too. As to, on top of the production that Bell can have for the team,
0: yeah, they could also make a rap video, which would be fantastic. <laughs> be um,
3: no, I, 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 do want to interrupt really quick.
0: No, you're you're Just not interrupting
3: because you talk about taking victory laps, and okay, I, you know, it's a premature are,
0: victory lap. Let's no, put it but, that way.
3: And this is this is my stance. Is people always go, "Oh, it's way too early." My thing is. But the way in which this world changes every single mm-hmm. day, you take every single victory lap and you run as swiftly and wave as much as you like. <laughs> like, just like Mr. Bauer, Josh Jacobs currently has more PPR points than Miles Sanders.
0: I can remove so, you from the stream just in case you're wondering <laughs> about that. You like, could do that, so.
3: but you could do that. But I'm bringing the red breast tonight, so you won't do that. I,
0: I, I won't do that. I'm yeah. actually now I'm really jonesing for the Redbreast because that's fantastic whiskey. Um, and don't uh, listen. By the way, if Miles Sanders is your running back one, you might be in for a rude awakening this week because they're playing Baltimore. Um, let's see, he's got it. Hopefully, no, wait. yeah, I can. That's, we'll talk about that a little bit more. Who is this Facebook user that's just coming I, on here? I think
2: that's I think that's my uh, my old chef.
0: Yeah. Well, he can. Wow. Well. I mean, he's Sanders, an Eagles
2: fan. He's an Eagles fan, so well, get mean, out of
0: here, old chef.
3: I mean, Sanders. <laughs>
2: His name is Sean. I kid. mean,
3: Sanders definitely is not overrated. I just think Josh Jacobs is uh, better, better. fantasy in PPR formats this year. That's been and I agree
2: with you. I'm a, I'm an Eagles fan, but I love Josh Jacobs more than Miles Sanders. Well, oh, both.
3: Well, as yeah. a Niner fan, I'd like to say uh, screw you guys in for uh, kicking <laughs> our. Uh, you know. Royal
2: it was an, butts. Yeah,
0: man, it, was, it was an ugly game. You guys were down here third string quarterback at one point, so it's Amen. it is
3: what it is. Take your win.
0: I will gladly take it. Um, so we know no game to react to last night, um, but that is the price you pay for a Tuesday night game. Um, so no bet to pay up on, but we'll just talk about reiterate our bet from Tuesday. Um, so Nate, what is our bet going to be for Sunday?
1: Yeah, our bet. <sighs> is going to be John Hightower over under fancy points. Um, remind me, Mike, I believe it was like four.
0: Let me get the
1: three and a half. Three. Yeah, somewhere that. <laughs> Hold on one second. I think, I think it was four. Pretty sure it was four. Two catches like for 20 time. yards.
0: Uh, why do I not have it on here?
1: You think Quez Watkins will outscore Hightower this week?
0: <laughs> no, would
1: you say that to me, Nate?
0: Quez only got like
1: five snaps.
0: Um, so it did go down unofficially as no target, but um, the he technically did have a target. Wentz did throw the ball to him, but John Hightower did draw a pass interference, um, which is great. Like, if you can get things like that to happen, they're going to look to you more. I don't remember what the over under was, I hey, didn't write it down. I thought I did.
1: Tory Smith. Was one of the best at getting defensive pass interferences. He, was. he really was. I mean, was our offense, player. the Ravens' offense for three years, was just Tory Smith run down the field. Joe Flacco throw really high up in the air. Tory Smith get defensive pass interference, move down the field. It's great so offense. A
0: I don't remember what the over under was on that bet. To be honest with you, I'm
2: sorry. Gary, I, didn't I think really it down. was.
1: I think it was four. Oh, uh, four. I think
0: it, it might have been four. I
2: three.
0: think it was four. Sean, no. Uh, yeah. Well, I know Porkman took the under. Yes. Can Mike read me bedtime stories? Your voice is so smoothing. Yeah, absolutely. Just DM me on Twitter at the MBower85. I would gladly read you a bedtime story, <laughs> Faith. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so the over-under is for Pork is under. And I think, Nate, you, myself, and Chevrolet are all over, correct?
2: Yeah, they took okay. the over Everybody versus Porkman. And I'll take, I'll take the quest. No, I'm not going to do that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> take the over. Okay, now I have it written down. So that's good. So the loser of that bet has to do a shot. So Porkman, make sure you have your liquor ready for Tuesday. So, See, all right. He's getting get that need more.
3: Is that,
2: I'm Jack? getting kind of low. Yeah, Jack Apple. Mm-hmm.
0: There
3: it is. Okay. Hey. Decided. Hey. See, the- problem with our show, the FF face-off, is that I like to do liquor too much, and Anthony's caught on to that. So our next bet is he has to do a shot of liquor if he loses. If I lose, I have to take a mouthful of toothpaste.
0: Oh. Ooh. Well, I thought Anthony wasn't really a drinker, though.
3: He's not. That's why I'm forcing him to do a shot. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, but since right. he's he he's called my bluff by my uh whiskey <laughs> drinking on air, he uh, you know, he called wind of that and now Well, I'm that's
0: crazy. me too. Let it, us know if you things. ever want us to come on your show and get hammered with you guys. We will gladly do that. So, let <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> me every week. So, yeah, much. Nate, you were going to say something before?
1: <laughs> yeah, so since we have Michael on the show here, um big 49ers fan as you can tell by his sweatshirt, mm-hmm. I figured we should have a 49ers bet for Sunday.
3: Oh,
0: okay. And, uh, Mike, can you tell us and remind everyone who are the 49ers playing on Sunday?
3: 49ers are going to be in a bit of a predicament because they <laughs> have had 24 QB hits, I believe 23 or 24 QB hits in the last two weeks. Ooh. And they are going to be going up against Aaron Donald. So that's well, uh, going to be awfully interesting. Yes, indeed. Man. So, uh, Yeah, but they are going up against the Rams. It's actually going to be on Sunday Night Football, so the whole world can watch it. So, um, I mean, right now, Jimmy Garoppolo is expected to play. We'll see what happens, Mm -hmm. but that offensive line needs to straighten up and fly right as uh, Linda Ronson. Mm -hmm. Trent uh, Trent
2: isn't the same uh, either. He was getting killed against the Eagles. That was kind of sad to watch because he was so good.
3: The the Eagles game and then also last week, Trent did not do well. And, uh, yeah, the offensive line needs to pick it up and – I, listen, I said this, you know, we, you guys, we can do, or you guys can do whatever bet you want with that. But I said, see, it's funny because the NFC is not crazy tough as far as the conference, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But the NFC West, in which the 49ers are located, is very tough. I said during the preseason, three teams would make the playoffs from that division. Right now, if the playoffs started, three teams would. Guess who wouldn't? my niners <laughs> um so and I, I honestly i think there's too many injuries i think the line is not playing good enough i i'm saying now i'm the ff realist and i take that name not because i needed a name that no one else had i took it cuz i'm i am i'm 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 an honest guy i don't think they make the playoffs with the way mm. they're constructed um <laughs> and their schedule coming up is rough so,
1: so yeah Nate- what did Happy you have talks. in mind?
3: I'm going to drink the rest of this red
1: bread. Yeah, please. so, <laughs> you know, this bet actually is a question I have myself, and I think it would be great if Michael could give us some insight so he can talk about it before we actually make our bet. But who will score more points on Sunday against the Rams, Debo Samuel or Brandon Ayuk? Oh, Ooh.
0: That is a tough one.
3: <clears throat> and that is a tough one. And, you know, I think that's especially a tough one because – with Debo coming back last week, we really didn't get a full, didn't get a full look at what of what Debo could do because mm-hmm. Niners were down and out early. Jimmy Garoppolo was out by the end of the first half, so that is a tough question. I mean, last week looking at this, I mean, Ayuk had what six targets, three receptions, forty-four yards. Debo, surprisingly enough, though, eight targets, but mm-hmm. only two receptions. If I have to, I mean, if we're going to get a full game out of Garoppolo, I'm going to say Debo is going to have the better game this week. But I will say, as a Niner fan, and you guys are Dynasty guys, I love Brandon Ayuk on this team. Same. I love what that can yeah. ultimately bring as he gets more comfortable with this offense.
0: Mm-hmm. But
3: um, this week in particular, uh, I will say that I will go Debo and. You guys can make your picks as you go, and if you want me to get in on this bet, I'll get in on this bet for fun. But we we do. Um I want to yeah. oh, actually ask you guys since you guys are the dynasty guys, any concern with the Niners because it seems like they're two very similar players? Is mm-hmm. it almost like double dipping or are based on Kyle Shanahan, are you guys not concerned?
0: No concern from me shanahan's good enough that he can scheme these guys to do what he needs to do i mean he doesn't care if he's giving you the ball and this from an outsider's perspective but i've watched a lot of kyle shanahan's offense he'll give you the ball on handoff screens he'll chuck it down the field too he doesn't care he what i love about kyle shanahan is he finds a way to get the his best players the ball in the best way that they can execute it which is something that Doug Peterson has forgotten how to do the last two and a half years, so um, I'm not concerned at all. What do you guys think?
1: I'm um, not concerned at all either. Know, yeah, I didn't really like Brandon Ayuk that much as a prospect, but once he landed with the Niners, I liked his landing spot and his talent is good enough that I, I became a fan of his in the preseason. And then he's just he's shown up in the early games and shown that he has talent and can produce from that offense be nice to see him with a healthy Jimmy G and the other weapons around. Um, and I think with the Debo Samuel injury, while he's got a year ahead of Ayuk, I think dynasty-wise they're pretty similar in value. Um, mm-hmm. I think Debo might have a little bit on him just because he has that year done. But I think they're very similar type of players. I think they're players that are, will produce similar numbers. I think they have similar value in dynasty. So it's really a toss-up for me at this point. Hmm. And I don't know if I want both of them on my team as well, because I think they are the same player. And yeah. I think it's gonna be mm-hmm. a little boom bust between the two of them myself. But
2: yeah, I agree with Sorry. that. Nate. Everything you pretty much said there, I kind of agree with. I mean they they they're the thing Shanahan really loves about his players is just straight up versatility. And seeing that they can both do the same thing, you can have one go on jet sweep and have another guy go on a crossing route. And you don't know who the hell to go to because they can both outrun you and they both can, uh, you know, break tackles and get down the field pretty quickly. So I agree with Nate. It's like kind of like a toss up. But for this game, I I would say probably Debo for sure.
1: I'm just going to take Brandon Ayuk. I'm going to take Brandon Ayuk as well. Okay. Oh, all, right. all right. So,
0: uh, Mike and Porkman, you have, you said Debo and Nate and I went Brandon Iuk. So, um, yeah, Mike, you might have to pay oh, that bet up and come on and do a shot if you lose.
3: Oh, shucks. <laughs> so, oh, wow. All right, Porkman. He's really a so porkman. All so, right. I will add that was, to
0: um, our. It's a show Friday. Show. <sighs> hey, you know what? Cheers to that, my man. Nate, yeah. what do you got over there? Anything?
1: Water?
2: <laughs> <laughs> he does drink, just a, ladies just, and gentlemen. Just generic as his, uh, as his Twitter handle.
0: But his takes are not generic, I promise you. No, they're uh, not. They're awesome. Seth Robertson from the Back Row Cowboy Show checking and saying, what's up, Dynasty Realm? What's good, Seth? Glad to see you here. And Frank says he just traded for Ayuk today. Frank, um, can you put in the comments what that cost you and also tell us yeah. redraft or dynasty? We're just curious to see uh, what he's fetching
3: context um, is key context is key mm-hmm. seth also
0: wants to know a little late to the party you all might have covered already we have not covered this how do you guys feel about claypool um is he a fluke i don't think so let I mean, draft mm-hmm. in the second round by pittsburgh you have to pay attention yeah oh yeah. yeah Clyde edwards a or Kenyon drake rest of season
3: no see
0: I... <laughs> see there it is <laughs>
3: people are panicking way too hard on Clyde edwards it's a good question
0: though Eh, all right. It's, 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 CH. it's a valid question, but it's, it's CH for me.
3: It's still CH. It's CH.
2: Drake, Sorry, Drake looks put... like David Johnson last year. Yeah, he does. I don't know what happened. He really does. I, it's confusing because last year he had a burst and now he just looks slow as hell. Now, I don't you know if it has something to do with that boot he had in the offseason. Precisely but it's, what I was going to say, man. It's scary because, you know, People would draft him in like the first round or in the <clears throat> in the early second round, and it's just not paying out. It's kind of killing fantasy owners, yep. especially with these injuries. Because yep. like if you had King, if you got CMC or Jacobs in the first and got Drake in the second, you're screwed out of RB two. Especially if you went heavy wide receivers in the middle rounds. What what the hell are you doing? But I hope you got Mike Davis or something.
1: <laughs> yeah. have some I have no. Kenny and Drake shares on any of my teams. and I have a lot. I'm it's proud good. of it. It's
0: killing <laughs> me.
3: I think I have one out of way too many leagues. Johnny says know. also, are we <laughs> buying low Clyde.
0: Mm. on Clyde Edwards-Alaire? No. We are not buying low. Because you can't buy low on Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Unless you're buying from somebody that just doesn't pay attention. Um, well, yeah, more...
1: yeah. If I could buy low, I would.
0: Well, of course.
2: Right. Obviously, uh, yeah. Well, I'm and saying if people, people... people are still thinking this bill from like five years ago.
3: Yeah, and people are gonna take that and at name value. They're gonna go, oh well, on Bills, the Chiefs. Oh no, like they're not they're kind of paying attention. There is definitely people that you can fleece, and you and you should know your league. You should know that of course. if there's people you can fleece, then you fleece them. You fleece them till they learn. That's it.
0: So Frank is checking in, also saying, here's how he acquired Brandon Ayuk. Dynasty 10 team two quarterback. He sent Brian Edwards. Anthony McFarland in an early second for a mid second Brandon Ayuk and Christian Kirk. Um also he wants to point out that he is 5 and 0 in this league and his trade partner was 0 and 5. I think that's
1: important here because I think value-wise, I mean it's hard I would it'd be hard pressed for me to give up Brian Edwards. So I think value-wise, Same. I think the the winner like mathematically is the Brian Edwards side. But I think if you're 5-0 and, oh and you're going for the championship, Ayuk and Kirk are helping you a hell of a lot more than Brian Edwards' Anthony McFarlane in two seconds. True. I like this move for Frank.
0: Yeah. Frank, yeah. so I'm going to say if you're going for it, you're undefeated at this point in the season. You won the trade because – you he also is saying right yeah. now that he also got there a 2021 20, go. third. So, perfect. And these are all 2021 20, yeah, seconds go. that he's trading. So, the end of the day, winning the championship is what is important. So, if you lose out on a draft pick next year or the year after, but you bring home the ship, you win that money. That is what's important. And, you know, speaking of which, one thing that is important and I'm going to get to it, hold on one second. Where is where is it? Uh, 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 Okay. One thing that's important is you got to make sure that you look good for your ladies or guys, whatever you into. That doesn't matter. What does a guy call his best friends? His testies besties. Of course, Mike, I'm so sorry. I did not read these through before I had you come on. (laughs) Halloween is right around the corner and you don't want to spook someone with your scary bush. Our friends at Manscaped want to help make your boys downstairs clean and best friends of their own manscaped is number one in men's below the waist grooming and offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels that line gets me every time oh man rar! you might be chewbacca bigfoot or a hairy bear but it's what under the costume that really matters so don't be that hairy guy manscaped is forever changing the grooming game with their perfect package 3.0 inside the perfect package you'll find their electric trimmer called lawnmower 3.0 this waterproof and skin scape skin safe trimmer will reduce nicks to your pumpkins you can also create less mess by trimming in the shower or using their magic mat disposable shaving mats i gotta change that because i call my daughter pumpkin so this isn't gonna work for me Mm. and of course let's not forget about the crop preserver an anti-chafing ball deodorant moisturizer exclusively endorsed by our very own pork man you already put deodorant on your armpits why are you not putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body if that's the smelliest part of your body you also just you need to do something there. We'll, we'll move on the perfect package 3.0 also includes anti-chafing performance boxer briefs that keep your package cool and smelling fresh all day for on-the-go freshness you'll love the crop reviver ball toner spray mm. it's time to get clean and mean with this perfect perfect package 3.0 so get 20 off from free shipping with the code pork 20 at manscaped.com that is on the bottom of your screen stay sexy this halloween your balls and we will thank you nate is back so again 20 off from free shipping at manscaped.com using the promo code pork 20 Win your trade, win the battle of the bedroom, just like Frank's doing. So, now,
3: I have two questions for you guys. First things first, Bauer. That was a hell of a read, Bauer. It was but fun. Thank you. <laughs> I've got, I've got two questions. One, sure. one is what, one I'm being asked on Twitter. The second one's a selfish one for me. So the first okay. one I'm being asked on Twitter by at drop the mic one two one two because I said I was going to be on here with you guys. So he asked a question and I'm assuming obviously this isn't for dynasty purposes based on the player he's mentioning, but he traded Clyde Edwards Hilaire for Todd Gurley. Is that a good move or a bad move? And again, I've got to imagine based on what we know of Gurley and his knees, and this is probably not a dynasty question, but if it's, question, it's a, if it's a question in general,
0: I mean, if it's a dynasty question, we're all going to agree that that's a bad, right? Move. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. But but on,
3: if, but on the preface that it's let's just pretend it's 2020. Assuming so, right?
0: I'd say he probably won that trade just because Gurley's getting all the work. Although Brian Hill has been somewhat relevant, man, I don't know. That's that's still tough. What do you guys think? Because I want to <laughs> say he won the trade, but
2: for I, I for think- redraft. For redraft, I like yeah. it. Yeah, I'll let you go, Nate.
3: Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, Gurley. It hasn't looked good so far this year until this past week. Honestly, he hasn't
0: touchdown. And dependent. then
1: he he showed and he showed some explosiveness this past week. So I am a little yeah. bit higher on Gurley than I was two weeks ago. Um, but it's still not great. And it's not like the Rams. Are, I mean, the the Falcons are even playing well. So I'm still Clyde Edwards Hilaire here, but. It's not the worst thing in the world just for this season with the bell news.
2: Yeah. And, I mean, and- i I'm, I'm fine with it. I mean, cause girl, girl he is and he just started getting passing work last week too. So with him getting that as well as his uh laboring runs that look like his like he got hammer toes. That looks bad, uh, man. It looks terrible. But uh he's producing, he's top ten running back. You can't be mad at that. So and if people are really scared about Ceh. You'd rather get somebody who's getting all the carries than somebody who's getting the ma- like just a little bit of majority of the carries cuz um like you said CEH might not get that goal line work cuz he struggled there a little bit.
3: Yeah. And my 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 last question and then I'll only speak to when spoken to. My last question <laughs> <laughs> was um I had a big fight on Twitter over the summer big B. And it, it first it started off with Dynasty but then I went to year 1 so that's why, you know, I know you guys have your dynasty opinion. because to your dynasty, everyone. But year one, I had said Justin Jefferson would be better than Brian Edwards. And this was when Brian Edwards was the flavor of the week. There were pictures of him catching <coughs> passes, and everybody was putting it all over their Trapper Keeper. They couldn't get enough of it. Oh my but God.
0: You're going Trapper Keeper? Trapper I love keeper. it, man. I got it. I got <laughs> wow, it back. I, got I haven't it heard back.
3: Trapper Keeper.
0: Nate, did you have any trapper keepers when you were in school? Uh,
3: Maybe he did. Maybe he did.
0: Nate's a little laggy right there. He's playing a coy. He might be too young for a trapper keeper, but I'm sorry. Mike, go ahead.
3: But I'm just saying, the the whole argument was, I mean, while I said dynasty would be hard to figure out, I had said year one, I said that (laughs) Justin Jefferson would be better than Brian Edwards in year one. And I got basted on Twitter hard. Uh, so I'm Hold curious, no, why, just no. what were your guys' thoughts? I know it's hard to say this now because we're entering, you know, week six. But what were your thoughts at the beginning of the year? Did you guys think Brian Edwards at that hype where he was at, he would be great for redraft? At least uh, better than Justin Jefferson, I should say, because great is, you know. Could be interpreted a lot of different ways.
0: I'll tell you, what, Nate. Let's start with you on this one.
1: Um, I never really thought that Brian Edwards would be good this year. Um, number one, originally Tyrell Williams was going to be playing, and Brian Edwards plays the role that Tyrell Williams plays in that offense. Um, but number two, Henry Ruggs has a quicker transition into this league because he's playing out of the slot and he's getting deep balls. That's what rookies do, and that's what they produce. When they produce out of the slot, they produce on-go routes. They don't really produce Mm -hmm. on the more technical routes, which Brian Edwards, as the ex, was going to be asked to run, um, especially with Henry Ruggs on the other side running deep routes. So I actually said before the season started that Henry Ruggs would outscore Brian Edwards in 2020, but I would rather have Brian Edwards long-term because I think he's more talented. So I never really expected Brian Edwards to do much this year, So. And Justin Jefferson was stepping into a wide-open number two role with the Vikings,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: who have a bad defense and had lost a lot of pieces, so we knew they were going to have a bad defense. So I don't know why you were getting um, all this flack. I remember there was a week or two where Brian Edwards was the hottest thing in Dynasty, and he was being taken in any first round of any late rookie drafts. But Justin Mm -hmm. Jefferson was always lined up for a more impressive 2020 season.
3: Thank you.
0: Borkman?
2: Yeah, but the difference between when we were doing our film breakdowns, the difference between Brian Edwards and Justin Jefferson for me was uh, just pure route running. Justin Jefferson was way better than him. So when it came to the first year, I'm pretty sure Brian Edwards is going to need some time to refine that and work on that. But seeing that Justin Jefferson was really good with that with LSU, him and Joe Burrow was connecting downfield all the time. So for me, it it was always Justin Jefferson before Brian Edwards, in my opinion. For this year.
0: Thank you. And I'm, gonna, I'm gonna agree with both you guys. And here's the thing you can be a good player on a great offense and suck as a pro. Porkman, you know all about Riley Cooper with those Florida teams. He was a fantastic legic wide receiver paired up with Tim Tebow. Um, uh, but he didn't quite cut it in the pros. So the thing is, Justin Jefferson, Porkman, like you said, the route running, fantastic. Nate, like you said, he went into a wide open uh Wide receiver situation there. Uh, B.C. Johnson was his competition. And people were praising B.C. and camp, saying this and that. But guess what? Of course, the veteran guy who knows how to run routes and prepare as a vet is going to get the nod first. That's like back in the day at Penn State, seniors always played before freshmen until the freshmen proved themselves. That's just how it went. But the fact of the matter is.
3: That was like how they said J.J. Stokes would be better than Terrell Owens. G. G. Exactly, <laughs> <You're>
0: going back? <laughs> but the fact of the matter is, what I recall from watching film no, no, no. on Brian Edwards is this is a guy. If I'm scouting for my NFL team, I want him because I'm watching him. I'm going. He ran his route and he caught the ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. It reminded me of watching Tyler Johnson out of Minnesota. When I watched Jeff- Justin Jefferson play football, I went, "Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. There it is. This guy is special." So. Justin Jefferson stepped into it first round draft capital. That means something. He was going to be given a chance, not out of necessity, but because he earned it before he was even drafted, whereas Brian Edwards fell into a starting position due to injury. So for me, the answer is Justin Jefferson. So Mike, you're not an idiot by any means. I wish I would have seen that question because I would have had your back.
3: It it got to the point where the next day I had to post like a, uh, like a five thread tweet about why i thought justin jefferson would be better on year one but oh my you know, God.
0: how how dare that, you have your own opinions all
3: right <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, exactly. that's,
3: but that's that's a life we live on twitter though that's it's how it, 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 you know to me you can't bitch about it too much because that's what comes with the territory i just wanted to get your guys opinion because you guys are the dynasty guys and i so. sometimes i feel like dynasty bleeds too much into year redraft year one mm-hmm. you know? yeah it does like, a little bit yeah yeah you know, so
0: Hey,
2: that's just kind of like me with Antonio Gibson, huh? <laughs> Oh yeah, <man.
0: laughs> wait, wait, wait,
3: can, can I ask one question and then we'll move it on? I'm Snake, hijacking the show and it's awesome. Uh Porkman, you rolled your eyes so hard when he brought up Riley Cooper. What happened? What's, oh, what's I
0: hate Riley, he's terrible?
3: Okay. He, and he he, was he just, did say he the was,
0: N-word at a concert, too. He
3: did. Yeah, hard R. Did, no. hard, R. hard R. It e was hard R. 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 <laughs> <It> wasn't
2: <laughs> an A. It was an ER. Yeah, I, at a Garth I was, Brooks concert. I <laughs> exactly. Trying,
3: I was trying to go. <laughs> I was trying to get any other reasoning behind besides that. But yes, I I remember that. No,
2: it, like just just for football purposes, yeah. um, it was Chip Kelly's guy, and he mm-hmm. just he was just trying to force a square pig into a round hole. Are you and sure it just didn't about that? Work.
3: That was around that time, though. That was no, that hold
0: time. on a second. I'm pretty sure Riley Cooper was drafted by Andy Reid. He
2: might. I know, but he might have been. But Chip Kelly, it was him, when Nick Foles had his year, his twenty-seven and two. Mm-hmm. That was a Riley Cooper year when he was playing okay, and yeah. I just it was irritating.
3: No, I'm going to side with Park, man I think that's correct.
2: All right, hold on, on one a second.
3: I think I think you're both correct, but I think 2000. Yeah, I believe
2: Andy. I believe Andy did. Yeah, I think Andy did draft him, but yeah. he wasn't playing like that. Once, it was once he. No, he wasn't that great. So he wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't good at all. He was like a regular old wide yeah, receiver that we had on the team, like Thrash and Pinkston, and uh. only person that we had good back in the day was D. and Macklin.
3: What about Freddie Mitchell.
2: God, Fred X was terrible. He had one good catch for 27 he yards, de- and he, he always he was the delivered.
0: Champ. I will say this: I will take Riley Cooper right now over J.J. No. Sega Arcega-Whiteside. <laughs>
2: I'll take Riley Cooper right now over John Hightower.
0: Don't you dare. You do not slander John Hightower (laughs) on this podcast, (laughs) Borkman. All right. Hey, we got a question from our good friend, Mitch. Um, He wants to know he made this trade. So he traded George Kittle, who is one of the best tight ends in football. Ever heard of him for Paris Campbell, Drew Sample, and a 2021 first, which is late, and a 2021 early uh, second, which is an early to mid. I'm assuming, Mitch, if you traded away George Kittle for these pieces, you are You're rebuilding. A is a dynasty, um, and he did say that. Uh, hold on one second. It is a 12-team dynasty, half-point PPR, and it is a .25 tight end premium. That's got to be wrong. If it's tight end premium, it would be a little bit more.
1: Oh, it's 2.5 uh, on
0: top of 4. 0.5. I'm sorry. So then it's 0. 0.75 would be the total for tight end premium. My apologies. So I'm assuming you're rebuilding mm-hmm. um, Paris Campbell hurt. You Sample getting a lot of targets first or first and seconds. Or first. Oh, he acquired Kittle. Oh, he acquired Kittle. I'm sorry. Um, then oh, if you acquired case, Kittle, so, you won yeah, the trade.
2: You, you won the trade, right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it, that's it. That's really easy. Um, so he has another trade. Same league. Julio Jones, for. Denzel Mims and a 2022 first. Um, I'm going to go with Julio Jones side there because Denzel Mims has not played yet. Although I do think he's playing this weekend and 2022 is a ways
1: out. What do you guys think? I think, I think it was a good to get Julio Jones for this year. I think value wise, once again, it's on the other side. I think Julio is probably worth a first straight up at this point in his career. Especially with mm-hmm. you know recent little bit of injury history in this this past season this season happening right now, so uh, I think people are sleeping on Denzel Mims just because he hasn't played. He's still talented, and who are the Jets going to throw the ball to other than Jameson Crowder? Because mm-hmm. they're throwing the ball to Chris Herndon.
2: Prashad, I've been trying to acquire. Jeremy. I've been I've been trying to no. We're not <laughs> we're not going down that again. No, I know Nate a Ravens no. no, no. I've been trying to acquire Denzel Mims everywhere this week. And I haven't haven't worked, but I'm still trying to get him because he was – I think he was my number two receiver in his class because he was just – he was an athletic freak. And I feel as though, you know, once Gase leaves, they get another coach in there with a good quarterback, probably like Trevor Lawrence when they trade That's Sam Darnold somewhere. Such he'll ball out, out. I know it is a shame.
0: Because I like – and Darnold's – I think he can be a really good quarterback too. He is. I,
1: actually, I think so as well. I traded away Brashad Perryman this offseason. Number one, because I had Denzel Mims in my rookie draft. I had to pick him up because he fell. So I didn't want to have two guys on the Jets. So I traded away Brashad Perryman. And I was probably going to cut him down, after the rookie cuts anyway, for a fifth rounder, and I was so happy about it. If I can trade Brashad Perryman (laughs) for a fifth rounder any day, I will do it.
0: I will say this. Brashad Perryman last year almost won me a uh, championship. I had Chris Godwin go down. So I dumped a bunch of fab on Brashad Perryman because uh, Mike Evans was hurt as well. And then in the championship game, I went up against the Drew Brees, Michael Thomas stack, the game that they set the record and yeah.
1: Brashad Perryman and Ryan Fitzpatrick actually won me my championship last year when Mike Evans went down. (laughs) And, And I knew that last year, Ryan Fitzpatrick was a better play than Josh Allen in week 16 for some reason. So. That's when he went to the overtime with the Bengals and put up like 40-something fantasy points.
0: Now you're here. Look at you. Um, (laughs) So, hey, before we move on, uh, we're going to talk some starts and sits right after Nate does his Debbie Player of the Week. Just want to show you guys something real quick. This is not a promo. We're not getting paid for this. This awesome shirt I got. Can't really see it all that well. That's a Mapletron shirt that's from Mm -hmm. Viridian Global. Um, My friend Will Harris, one of the owners of Viridian Global, you can get this shirt, and you can also buy FF Face Off merchandise now. You guys are with Verdian,
3: right? Yes. yes.
0: Go there, get this my, shirt. My man, get there. something from the FF Face Off, and if you use the promo code Big Mike sent me, you get ten percent <sighs> off your first order. And stay tuned. If you are following me on Twitter, you know that there is one player that I despise more than anything right now.
3: <laughs> oh, I my
0: have,
2: God. My phone was blowing up today, Mike. You was I at have, work, too. That's the crazy part.
0: I have a very special shirt being made with Viridian Global. Spread the word.
3: Ooh. So I
0: I have a mock-up of it on my computer right now, but I can't show anybody yet.
3: Before we go any further, can I uh, interrupt the next Parkman question? Interrupting again.
0: That's what you're here yeah, for. I don't,
3: <laughs> this is the last time I'm ever going to be here, so i got to blow it out while I can. You are Pork welcome. Here, so. I know, I know. Uh, Porkman, you're, are are you just a apple guy or are you a jack guy?
2: I am a jack guy, but I need a little flavor today, so I just get a little okay. apple. I usually do a little honey, too. A little you, you honey, need, honey.
3: You need a little single barrel in your life. Yes. Um, you get a little Jack Daniels single barrel select. It'll it'll change the way you think about things.
2: Gentleman's Jack too, <laughs> smooth as hell. It's expensive, my man, but it's delicious.
3: Man. Game straight. All right. So
0: if you want to slum it like you're doing right now with the guys at the Dinosaur Rewind, there is a twenty dollar bottle of whiskey called Old Forester mm. that I've been drinking the crap out of. Yeah, I bought it. I bought it. Um,
3: Old Forester's not bad, though.
0: It's not bad, but it's it's cheaper than probably some of the stuff you guys are buying i bought it before lockdown they closed down all the state stores in pennsylvania so it was one of the only bottles left and i was like well it's here i'll grab it and i loved it so not endorsed by old forest or or Jack
2: <laughs> i mean but if you want to but if you want to, to like, to like
0: you work something out um slide into everyone's dms so um okay before we get to starts and sits Nate, you have a Devy Player of the Week that you're going to share for us. Share. I do have a Devy
1: Player of the Week. But before I talk about my Devy Player of the Week, I just want to talk about something else Devy-related. Um, it's about that time of the year that some of us start looking at our teams and we say, oh, crap, my team sucks. I need to rebuild. Okay, If you're not looking at your team right now and you know, thinking about that, like wondering, do I need to rebuild? I'm one in four. Do I need to rebuild? It's, it's time. It's time to start thinking about that and getting on the horse because y- you don't want to hey, be mate,
2: late. Mate, is, is that a message for you trying to get my Mark Andrew
1: share? No. <laughs> <laughs> Especially because Zach Ertz is terrible. You can't trade him more really? anymore. <laughs> but we're looking to rebuild some of us and what do these draft picks even mean? I mean, we ha- we can compare them to this year's class, but this year's class is this year's class. Next year's class. That's why you play Debbie so you know next year's class. But if you don't play Debbie, these are just draft picks to you. They're just, you know, a second's a second, a first is a first. You don't think about who that pick actually is going to be and what that could mean for your team. So yesterday I started a mock draft for Superflex with some. Of the best minds on Twitter with in Debbie. Um, tagged a couple of guys and it got going. We're already in the second round. But I just want to read off some of these names to you guys because even though you don't play Debbie, you might have heard of these names to, from college football. And it starts to, you know, let you know when you're watching football on Saturday, you know, oh, that guy he might be a first rounder, that guy he might be a second rounder. You know, helps just get ready for the next season, which some of us need to start doing. I know I have a team where I'm rebuilding already, so draft picks gotta mean something. Okay, so I took the first pick, Trevor Lawrence. Super easy pick in super flex leagues, two quarterback leagues. Trevor Lawrence is the man to get. Mm -hmm. Top quarterback prospect since, like, Andrew Luck probably. He's that good, and we've been waiting for him to play on Sunday football for a very long time. Okay, so number two, Justin Fields, Ohio State. Another Mm -hmm. great quarterback. Number three, Trey Lance, North Dakota State University, another great quarterback who's getting a lot of hype. And then we have Kyle Trask out of Florida, another quarterback Is someone picked fourth overall. You know, if you need a quarterback right now, he is the Joe Burrow of 2020. He's going off and looks like an incredible prospect. He's going to have a breakout year, this looks like. So, you know, he gets the hot hand, gets popular in the media. He might end up being a top five rookie pick if you need a quarterback. All right, so after Kyle Trask, we got Najee Harris, running back Alabama. I've talked about this guy before. We've all talked about this guy before. We love him. And then we got Travis Etienne, Clemson. We got Jamar Chase, LSU. Let's see. What's next? We got Jalen Waddle, who I talked about a couple weeks ago, Mm -hmm. at number eight. We got Rashad Bateman at number nine. So that is three wide receivers off the board in the middle of the first round. And then we got Rondam Moore, another wide receiver out of, um,
2: Purdue,
1: Purdue. Yeah. Boilermakers. I was like, "Ah."
2: I got you. Yeah. Thank you.
1: Okay. And then at 11 journey Brown, who Mike likes a lot running back from Penn state. Mm -hmm. And then to finish out the first round, we got who came up Terrence Marshall, wide receiver, LSU. Not, you. Right. Not someone you might think about right away when you think of great wide receivers in this upcoming class, but Terrence Marshall is another guy who's doing well this season, could have a breakout year. He was a former five-star recruit, so someone to watch. So that's the first round. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of talent there.
2: Now, with that, would that be like tight end premium, or was just like a regular super? Just flex super flex. Because okay, I, I think I'm Kyle picking... Pitts
1: in tight end premium will make the first round.
2: Right, right. That's what I was thinking. Like Pitts or Fryer moves I know Fryer hasn't played yet. So, like between them and Brevin Jordan as well, they might play well. They might play their way into the first round, depending on you know how the season goes.
0: Is Fryer yeah, playing this, this is, year? Because I know he had opted out. So he's probably coming back. Okay.
1: Yeah, and this is a first round without Shuba Hubbard or Kyle Pitts. Right, like there's still good talent in the second round. Just so when you're trading for somebody, you're like, oh, throw me an extra second, throw me an extra third, you know, just to get it over that hump. That pick means something this year. It's a deep class.
0: Um, question here, Seth Robertson. Did you get to talk about John Mechie yet? I'm sorry. I had to step away for a minute.
1: No, More but, right. you know, I I just talked about Debbie for a good four minutes straight. So I can get to John <laughs> Mechie next week.
0: Okay. That's up yeah. to you. There's time for John Mechie, of course, if
1: you want to. We got to get the starts in. We're 50 minutes in.
0: We do. Uh, one last question before we go. What is the least you would take for Jared Goff in a 12-man super flex? He's my quarterback Four picks or players. He would still have Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, and Justin Jeez. Herbert. I mean, why would, you wanna, why would you want to take the least? You always take the right. most that you can get for a player. That's how you capitalize on your investment. Um, and we're talking, if it's a super flex, mid- Mid first? I don't know. And no, sorry, Mitch. GP was not my (laughs)
1: worst. I wish. Man, Mike, you don't understand super flex values, do you?
0: I'm not the best super flex player. I'm not going to lie.
1: Jared Goff is going to be worth two first rounders.
0: There you go. Two first rounders. So that's the least you could take.
1: And, you know, he's your back four. I understand you're not going to play him with those guys in front of him, but don't trade him just for cheap. Somebody needs that guy. He's a top 12 quarterback. So don't just trade because someone gives you a decent pick. And if a quarterback gets hurt during the season,
2: yeah, you can capitalize on that. And you could probably get two firsts plus something else if somebody's really desperate Yeah, and get something that you really need. The
0: the way I see it too is you don't have to give anybody a deal and be a nice guy, man. You're playing to win. And uh, Seth says, um, sorry, choice of words. I had offered a guy, him for Claypool, a mid-first and a mid-second.
1: That's not bad. I'd take That's
0: that. not- I take that. I would take that deal, honestly. I mean, if he needs a quarterback, Jared Goff is young enough. You, you're going to have him for a couple of years. Claypool, you're going to have for a while. Obviously, Jared Goff more than a couple of years. And a mid first and a mid second. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic value right there. I, I think that is actually a very good trade right there. So, um, are you guys ready to talk some starts and sits? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Man, an actual glass. I
0: don't
2: Damn. need glass, bro. This is a glass. It's like.
3: A, <laughs> My man's like a Viking, but yeah, no, yeah,
0: this. Pork Porkman is the man.
3: Yeah, he is the man. Work. No, I love Porkman. That's why I always jump in these things whenever I'm not on air <laughs> with you guys. I always say stop picking on Porkman. So I got his back. see so he, <laughs> hey, we love hey, when you stop and I, got, I got
0: something
2: I got something for Mike because he always picked on me with sonar pork and uh, all this other stuff. I was actually gonna eat a rib during the pot, but I didn't feel like warming it up. <laughs>
0: I want you to do that one day though. You keep talking about it. That or bacon, something, man. Something.
2: I'm gonna I'm gonna have a bouquet of bacon and just chomp on it while I'm on the pie. I think
3: That's... I actually I think I actually commented once via Periscope and I said no one puts Perkman in the corner. So
2: yeah, you did. <laughs> I think you
0: did. thank you, Dad. Yeah. Just put dude, me in my man. rocking chair. My dude. Um all right. So let's talk some starts and sits. So Mike, you are the guest. Is there anybody you're feeling strongly about this week um, starting or sitting whatever you want? That's I feel like sometimes we always do starts. So I've been trying to kind of incorporate more sits in. not telling you you have to do a sit, right. but tell me someone that you feel strongly about this week.
3: Well, I don't have a sit in mind right away initially off the bat, but if you're asking me somebody that I'm, you know, looking forward to, I'm going to go with Ben Roethlisberger this week. I think Ben Roethlisberger, he's going up against the Cleveland Browns and I know that, you know, traditionally, this would be a game that if people were going on their NFL Sunday ticket, they'd see Brown Steelers. Eh, I'll skip this. I'll watch something else. But these are two teams that are combined, what, eight wins, one loss? So I I think that this is going to be a great game. I think it's a good game for the Browns' offense as well, but... I like big Ben Roethlisberger in this offense this week. I think he's going to be able to produce some good fantasy points. Um, You know, and Deontay Johnson's out. So that opens the door for Chase Claypool Part 2. So he's going to play well again. I think Juju Smith-Schuster has a good game. I think you can stack if you want to stack in DFS. If you want to go big Ben and Juju or big Ben and Chase, I think points are going to be there. I think points are going to happen because – The Browns are putting up thirty points per game, like it's not a problem. So, uh, Ben Big Ben Ben Roethlisberger is a player that I love this week.
0: Okay, I do not hate that at all, and I bounced that question off you on Twitter today, actually, Mm. Um, because a good friend of ours, Manny, um, he does the back row Washington football Mm. team show. He was throwing. So, one of my questions was uh, Stafford or um, Big Ben. He said Stafford. Mm-hmm. You said Big yes. Ben. So yeah. I'm really torn now because I respect both of your – for I, whatever reason, my this week that's my hardest call, that one right there.
3: I think Stafford definitely I, – I, I will say I think that with the week off with the bye week and with Galladay getting healthy for another week, I do think that this is, this is a week in which that the Lions offense can wake up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would think that Stafford could have a good week. Um, that aside, I think Big Ben is – the leader of the pack, uh, so okay. to speak, at least between those two. So, okay. right. but Stafford will bounce back to.
0: Okay. Um, Nate, let's go to you. Who do you
3: have? Yeah. So
1: my favorite start this week is actually someone who actually, I talked about in my stock report coming out tomorrow morning, and that is Chase Edmonds. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is the week that officially Chase Edmonds becomes the better fantasy option in Arizona mm. because Kenyon Drake, has not been good. Like Mike said earlier, he looks like David Johnson esque from 2019. And Chase Edmonds is neck and neck with Kenyon Drake so far in fantasy points this year so far in PPR. Mm-hmm. And last week for the first time, he had more passing down snaps than Kenyon Drake. This That's Sunday, nice. they play the Dallas Cowboys.
0: Ooh.
1: Even with Andy Dalton, that team is still going to score points and their defense is going to let up points. Which means Chase Edmonds is gonna see the ball. And Kenny and Drake is not going to do great, just like every other week prior. So I'm starting Chase Edmonds as a running back too. If you have him as a flex, that's great.
0: Okay. Um Pork, you got someone for us? Start a sit.
2: Yeah, this week due to uh injury, usually you don't really draft handcuffs, but Luckily, if you draft Alvin Cook, you know that he's out. You better have Alexander Madison on your roster. Uh, Last week, 10 carries, like 112 yards. That's totally goofy for a backup running back. Backup running backs don't usually do that, but he has the talent to do so. This week, (laughs) plays the Falcons. They're terrible. (laughs) Anybody that you have on offense, put them in. I don't care who it is. You can start CJ Ham if you need to. I'm just kidding. Don't do that. The reason I said ham because the pork. I'm just kidding. <laughs> don't do that. I yeah, just Mike like do. ham. Yeah, ham's good. Mike Boone's good too. And honestly, I mean, I'm not saying to play him, but he might get some carries because I'm pretty. Sh- I'm not really sure that they're going to give. Oh, he had 20 carries. I'm sorry, he didn't have 10. He had 20 carries for 100 yards, but um. Oh. I'm pretty sure he's not going to get that full workload. So I'm pretty sure Mike Boone's going to have like between five to seven carries just to spell him. They're going to put Alexander Madison back in the game because they're probably going to be blowing him out. But yeah, he's um he's a must-start. If you have him, you have to you have to plug and play for sure.
0: Yeah, definitely. And it's one of those things. I love Alexander Madison. Um, Garrett Price, our own Garrett Price was the one that turn me on to alexander madison we're taking garrett we're taking credit for garrett i don't care
2: Garrett was he took my player anyway yeah the listener Um, league he took him dumb early hey
0: will has a question he wants to know would you start dawson knox if he played for the vikings this week hypothetical
2: yes i would (laughs) i would will thank you
0: so uh make sure you follow will harris on twitter with true north crew uh at hits it's harris time great guy love will love all the true north guys yeah, Alexander Madison wheels up. I have him in a bunch of spots. I was offered earlier in the offseason. I needed to start running back. I was offered Jordan Howard and a fourth for Alexander Madison in a second. I did not take that, and now Mm-mm. that's going to pay off because Jordan Howard has been a healthy scratch. Question. Um, does anyone know, is Drew Locke playing this week? I haven't heard anything. Yeah. Heard-
3: As I've heard, yeah, he's playing. Yeah.
0: <sighs> okay, good. Thank you, because my uh, – 11 or 12 teams that I have him in, I kind of need him back. So,
3: and if you're looking for a tight end, I think that helps Noah fan quite a bit. And I will say that Noah fan schedule, according to Pro Football Focus, pretty favorable the rest of the way. So, only Um, you know, only a couple matchups in which are below average.
0: So, my sit of the week is Joe Burrow versus the Colts. Indianapolis is only allowing 193.6 yards passing yards per game and in Week Five versus the Ravens. Burrow was 19 of 30 for 183 yards, no touchdowns, one pick, three carries for 10 yards, no touchdowns, and one fumble lost. So, yeah, definitely not starting Joe Burrow this week. Except no. in some places where I absolutely have to, in which case he's a starting quarterback in the NFL. So <laughs> uh, I'm going to start him. So. Mike, let's go back to you. Do you have anyone else? We'll just get one more person for everybody.
3: One more person that I love that. Well, I mean, this is probably, you know what? I got one. I'm going to go with TJ Hawkinson, the tight end for the Detroit Lions. I think that the Detroit Lions with a week to rest, I think that their offense is going to be a little bit rejuvenated. Sure. It's a little cliche, but I'm going with it. So, um, you know, I, I think Hawkinson this week has the best matchup and, you know, I'm looking at this now in pro football focus, one of the best matchups that he's going to see until at least week 11. Um, so I think it's promising for him. I think he's going to be able to produce here. And I think this is the week in which we see the Stafford in which we all thought that we were going to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, we all we were all waiting for it. We didn't get it right away. A lot of it could be due to Kenny Galladay. Well, Galladay's back now. He was back prior. I think Hawkinson's going to do well this week. So I'd go with Hawkinson if I had to buy into somebody else. Who might be somebody that uh, a lot of people aren't thinking about.
0: Okay, I love it, Um Porkman, We'll go back to you now. Um. <laughs> How about
2: Not we just try I to? Hawkinson. Let's yeah. let's start. What'd you say, Mike?
3: Unless I stole Hawkinson from you. Oh no, no,
2: no! You didn't steal Hawkinson. Okay. Um, I would say start the whole Miami offense and DST if you have defense. They're playing the Jets. They're terrible. You can start Fitzpatrick. He went ham.
0: And I think start... Sam Darnold is out again this week. Yeah, yeah he is. He yeah. Got
2: good old smoking Joe.
0: Razor Ramon is back in as the Jets quarterback. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and then you got you can start Miles Gaskin because Jordan is a, a scratch, healthy he's scratch.
0: Dead. Jordan Howard he's, might be dead.
2: He's dead for real. You can start Preston, you can start Devontae, you can start Gasicki. That all of them might produce at a good clip because the Jets are just that bad. And it's not even a joke, it's just it's just that serious. Um Fitzpatrick, he went hamburglar on the 49ers. I don't know how retarded that was. That didn't make any sense. But um it was, I don't understand. It. I'm sorry, Mike. Sorry I had to bring that up. That's friendly but, fire, um, dude. Why you gotta do that? Yeah, <laughs> it was. He just happened to be there. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, you gotta you gotta start all of them. If you have them, just just plug and play.
3: No, yeah. I I think it's a great start. That he's right. It's a great start for all of the dolphins. But yeah, it's kinda interesting though. Jordan Howard was a healthy scratch going into San Francisco.
2: Yeah, I don't understand. I mean, I feel I as though they it. just didn't give him a chance. It was like, oh yeah, we're just gonna put Gaskin in. You're gonna be a goal line back, even though yeah. Jordan Howard really isn't a goal line back. I feel like he was a better back in between the numbers.
3: I agree. Yeah,
2: but well, I don't. I don't I just, get it. I, I, don't I, know I, I
3: just just found that to be. I uh, just because just because Parkman was talking about the Dolphins, I just I agree with them. I think they're gonna be good this week. I just found it to be surprising about Jordan Howard.
0: All right, uh, hey, and what do you think dude, about
2: that, Mike? I'm confused
0: about. I don't know what they're doing. They gave the guy decent money. They traded for Matt Breda, and it's the Miles Gaskin show.
2: No, was in both of them. was goofy. <laughs> so, and you and already I thought, had Gaskin.
0: I I was all excited because um, in my home league, I uh, traded the two nine for Matt Breda, and I was strutting around like I just stole Matt Breda. and <laughs> thumbs thumbs down. Mm-hmm. So, what are you going to do? I don't know. But Jordan Howard's good. He, he doesn't suck. I don't understand it. I don't get it. He's been productive everywhere he goes, and nobody wants him.
3: doesn't make sense. It, it it's doesn't make it sense. It's stupid. Um, it's
0: okay. Nate, do you have anyone else for us?
1: Yeah. Um, I know it might be scary because sometimes we get superstitious that after a player has a great performance, they can't repeat their great performance. But I am starting Robert Tanyan this week with full confidence.
0: Mm-hmm. Love so big playing Buccaneers,
1: Tanya. And the Love. Buccaneers are a good defense, yes, but they've allowed an average of six targets a game to tight ends. And mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers loves Robert Tanyan. He talks about him the same way he talked about Alan Lazard in the offseason. They're like best buds. And I know Devonte Adams is coming back this week, but Alan Lazard's back out. So no one else there has shown any chemistry with Aaron Rodgers. So it's either Adams or Tanyan, and they can both exist in some plane because they're playing the Buccaneers who are going to put up points on their defense. And I don't see why he can't be another top five tight end this week. I think he you can start him with full confidence, knowing that he is the number two target on the Green Bay Packers right now.
3: Great. Love cool. it. Very cool.
0: I got one last guy. If you have Mark Andrews, definitely fire him up because Nate Gary is going to be covering him. And Nate Gary <laughs> is the biggest piece of shit in what the NFL. God. <laughs> and I hate him more than anything. Wow. And I will, well, we if, I ever, if I ever have the chance, I will say it to his face. Man, I don't care.
3: I wish I had more whiskey. Oh, God. Man, man, cut Nate Gary. Man. Pound yeah. sign,
0: cut Nate Gary 2020. Oh. So, yeah, I know, pork man, my grammar was bad. I was typing too fast. That was so, strong. Sorry about that. So. Okay, that's it. Um, the only other thing I'm going to say is uh, pick up a Michael P. Ryan if you can because mm-hmm. Le'Veon Bell is no longer a yes. New York Jet. And right. Nate and I, we bonded over our love
3: of uh, Michael can P. I, Ryan. Pick him up. Can I interrupt in the closing? I know you were at an hour and five minutes, and that's it, probably it's okay.
0: We're not we're not north, we don't go for four hours, but uh, um, <laughs> we, we tend to go over an hour. It's fine.
3: No, just because um, I picked up P. Ryan and I picked okay. him up, and I'm in – this is just a regular re, – well, it's a dynasty league, but I'm not – we only hold on to four players, so I'm not going to hold mm-hmm. on to him. But what kind of impact do you guys think he can have? And I've seen you guys all tweeting about him, but just mm-hmm. so what kind of impact do we think P. Ryan can have going forward following Bell being gone?
0: It's better than no points.
2: So <laughs> um, for, for me, my only problem is Adam case right? So he's in love with, yeah, right. He's in love with Frank Gore. So my issue is, is he going to just totally just disregard the talent that he has right there, which he has a better burst and he probably breaks more tackles than Frank Gore at this point in his career. So for me, it's kind of like, it's kind of like iffy. I I need to see it first before I want to believe it, even though I know
1: the talent is there. Mm. Any thoughts? I am super excited about p Ryan, and I have him in every single league I'm in except for the Dynasty Rewind Listener League because Michael took him in the seventh round. I'm <laughs> <laughs> so straight, I did. Every other league, every other league I have with Michael p Ryan. I'm excited. Dumb early. I think he is someone you want to have in your redraft league, in your Dynasty League. I think the sky's the limit. It's only going up from here. I just hope that Gase plays him. Because why are you playing Frank at this point? You're zero and five. Why would coaching you coach him for your job? Yeah, just you play P Ryan for the next guy.
0: You're coaching for your job, man. Like I feel like
2: he's coaching to get fired, yeah. but that's his he, really that's his coaching. Like,
3: well, it's know. not working. His job, it's hurt. not. <laughs> it's not working, man. I was just curious what you guys thought about P Ryan because. I I do think that he's a good dynasty talent going forward, which I, you know, that's what you guys do. That's why you guys make your bread and butter. But I was just curious of what you guys thought, you know, year one with Adam Gase, which is a slippery slope. And Frank Gore, which, you know, Portman, you make a great point. He's, and listen, I, you know, I have the Niner sweatshirt on. I'm hopelessly devoted to Frank Gore. And Mm -hmm. so too is Adam Gase. Um, but, you know, Bauer, man, what do you think? you think uh, we could see anything out of P. Ryan here, year one? I think,
0: I think the problem with LaMichael P. Ryan is when he's on your bench, he's going to go off, and when he's in your starting lineup, he's not going to do anything. Mm-hmm. Because he's going to be hard to predict. Frank Gore it looks to me like he's going to get the majority of the starting touches, unfortunately.
2: Unfortunately.
0: But that being said, one strategy is if a guy is on my bench, he is not in your starting lineup. So okay. it's important sometimes to make sure that you have these guys. That does two things. One, they cannot be used against you, like I just said. And two, they could be used as trade incentives. So you pick him up, you never play him, but he doesn't hurt you. Great. You pick him up, he gets you eight points and you win a game by two. Even better. He should be on the field more. He looked <clears throat> great in camp all off season. He always looks great in practice. When he gets the ball, he looks good. He's a natural ball carrier. He's a natural receiver. And then they just don't give him the ball. I don't get it. I don't understand why coaches do what they do. I don't know. It's frustrating. But I it's love like the
2: Baltimore. guy. It's like Baltimore. Just give J.K. Dobbins one carry for yeah, like you like 30 some yards. He'll give him no more carries.
0: Pick up Gus Edwards. Look at Gus Edwards' snap counts.
2: He's balling, too.
0: Yeah. So... It's true, man. I'm telling you. Sorry, I'm just autographing this show sheet for everyone that buys a sweatshirt from us, or that bought one, I should say.
3: I gotta get one. I'm, I'm lazy. I'm sorry.
0: It's alright. Um, I can add you to the order. So, oh, sweatshirt update, in case anyone's wondering. Sweatshirts have been ordered. However, due to COVID, um, Ashley at surf for screen printing, some of her stuff is, her suppliers are a little backed up. It's just how it's going right now. But they're all ordered. She started printing them. So once everything comes in, I get it. You get it as soon as I can get it to you, which will be me spending about an hour at the post office on a Saturday, <laughs> which sounds fantastic. By the way. Yeah, it sounds like fun. I won't go to the Northampton one, though, because those ladies are always mad when I come in with the mailer bags. They're like, yeah. It'll be all right. Okay. All right. Let's see. Job. So, Will Harris says, yo, C.D. Lamb or Amari Cooper to go off in Arizona? Michael Gallup.
2: C.D. Lamb.
0: Okay, Nate, explain. You're saying Michael Gallup, which was not an option, but go ahead.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's more just wishful thinking at this point.
0: Yeah, it is.
1: I said before the season started that Michael Gallup was going to outscore Amari Cooper, and that is looking really bad right now.
2: (laughs) Okay. It looked good in the beginning. It looked really good in the beginning. It just went the
0: So I'm gonna go CD
1: here. I think Amari Cooper has Patrick Peterson, so.
0: What the hell, Will? What are you doing? Fix your he's, fingers, bud. He's putting a lot of He's putting a lot of messages <laughs> in. Pork man Mike, your thoughts? CD? Amari?
2: Oh, CD for sure. I mean, Amari to me, he just I can't trust him. He just like one game, he's freaking ridiculous and then the next game he's just he just like uh zoned out somewhere in La La land cd lamb that's not his dna he's a he's a baller so yeah. i'm gonna I'm take cd nine out of ten times
3: yeah and uh will is like um one of those guys in your texts who will send 10 texts when just one <laughs> to of fix to one text <laughs> but there he is but will you know just can con- condense it together, buddy. You got that. But uh, no, but seriously, um, with the Cowboys, I do think that I would go CD lame here. Um, but I am going to say that I'm a little curious because on, on that last drive, in which the Cowboys were able to win the game, there was a lot of Gallup connection. So I thought that was a little interesting. And I think it's something that would behoove fantasy owners to just keep an eye on. Was that just situational? It, you know, and I, and I think we'll find out that answer this week. But I'll go see the lamb this week.
0: Mm-hmm. Right, well, I'll tell you what. Will's saying that he um, he's designing a shirt for me, and watching on his phone. So I'm no. just going to take a minute. Let's just let's just see what we got in store here. So we have this. <sighs> if you want to head over to ViridianGlobal.com, you can get a piece. <laughs> Of what I feel strongly about, and that is cutting Nate Gary from the Philadelphia Eagles. Ooh. You're a terrible human being. Um, you're an awful <laughs> linebacker. I like I that. Hate, I hate you so much, oh, so much. I just you. Yo, uh, I hope
2: this blows you, up, yo. Like always, turns. you always turned,
0: go, always Man, turned a, the wrong way. I'm most choked on my drink. Um. So. For those of you who are listening and not watching, it is a beautiful Heather Gray gray shirt. It has the pound sign Cut Gary 2020, which I have made popular on the Twitters. It has um, the Dynasty Rewind logo, cropped, of course, uh, right under the first R in Gary, and then two horizontal stripes on both sides. It is very lovely, and it will be available via ViridianGlobal.com. And again, use the promo code BIGMIKESENTME, and you are going to... um, you're going to get a 10% discount on your first order from Viridian. And yes, you know what? Big shout out, Will. Thank you to Maddie Big Chest of Dynasty Warzone who made the design like that. So um, check him out on Twitter at Maddie Big Chest. He does some fantastic designs. He was showing me a few things that he's working on. And I can't tell everybody what he's working on yet, but I will tell you that it is absolutely fantastic. You're going to love it. I loved it. So go check him out. Check out Will. Thank you for checking us out. Make sure you check out the FF Face-Off. Mike, before we sign off, yeah. again, tell yeah. everybody where we can find you.
3: Yeah, I am uh, at the FF Realist. um hanging out there, posting some clever stuff, putting together some cool stuff for you to check out. And, uh, yeah, um, check out the FF Face-Off. We are going to be coming at you this weekend for the first time ever with a Sunday Q&A show. Um, if you follow me on Twitter at the FF Realist or Anthony, my proud podcast partner at the Real FL Guru, the links will be there. We're also on YouTube, Periscope, Twitch. We're like that girlfriend who is making it very hard for you to not pay attention to us. You have to find <laughs> we're there, we are there. So, um, but no, but, but the most important thing is listen, we want to help people. Um, this is difficult times and it's crappy times, and there's obstacles out of nowhere, but at the, at the core of it, we want to have fun, and we want to bring you, if you can imagine this, if you, if you can close your eyes and imagine this, we want to end 2020 for you on a positive note, bring you a fantasy football championship. So, again, I'm at the FF Realist, Anthony is at The Real NFL Guru, and we'll be live this Sunday around 11.30 getting ready to answer your start questions.
0: Perfect. I love it. And Porkman, before I have you lead us out, um, your greasy take of last week, I almost forgot about this. Trey Burton would finish as a low end tight end one. Yeah. He didn't. He didn't. He got, he okay, from. so the bottom, It was it was uh
2: he was tight end 16, but he was getting hella targets, which uh, which is a good thing to see. Just they didn't connect because uh again, P River is uh terrible.
0: And in case you're wondering hella means a lot. Uh, Porkman, can you tell us what will your greasy take of this week be?
2: Uh, greasy take of this week, my boy, Mr. Travis Folkham, emphasis on the ham, MVP. Will be, <laughs> will be a wide receiver one once again against the vaunted uh Baltimore Ravens defense, Marvin Humphries, Marcus Peters, Chuck Clark, all them guys, they're going to Eat the ham, the fall. Okay. Ham.
0: What I will say is, the Eagles will have to throw a lot in this game. Um, probably gonna will, have to. I have no confidence in our defense, as but you there's saw. No, my...
2: There's no, there's no D there's no uh, also, exactly. yeah. there's no Goddard. <laughs> there's
3: not really there a J. Is there? there was there's one there's one no J. That's Terrible. <laughs> what was that, Mike? There's one thing I forgot to say, and sure. I'll say this. I you know, you go along Twitter and you see all these fantasy football videos and this and that and so on and so forth. But you guys, seriously, and this is not because I'm on the show. You guys, seriously, are one of the shows. And, Barry, you know this because I always jump in and I always comment. You guys are one of the shows in which I always stop and jump in and comment. And you guys are a good show. I listen you. to it. So Appreciate I think you guys need to keep up with what you're doing. And people who are not listening to Dynasty Rewind, which you're not listening anyway because I'm talking and you're not listening to Dynasty Rewind, you're doing it wrong. So you need to listen to Dynasty Rewind. I love these guys. I think you guys do good work. So Thank you. We We do appreciate it. Hey,
0: Cheers to Mike. Thank you again for hopping on. Kind of last minute, uh, but loved it. And I do want to say one thing as to Porkman's Greasy Take of the Week. Carson Wentz has an almost perfect passer rating when targeting Travis Fulgham by the way, um, only two incomplete passes between the two in the two games that they've played. I know it's only two games, but still. Also, um, for his career, Travis Fulgham has one more catch, one more touchdown, and only slightly less yardage than J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. And also,
2: if if this doesn't mean anything because it's a two-game
0: sample size,
2: he is the number one rated wide receiver on PFF
0: well i'm not gonna <laughs> go that far quite yet also i've seen people comparing him to larry fitzgerald I heard that. Breaks on you, that one just a little that. bit i mean i would love if he was but then again if he's the next larry fitzgerald the eagles are gonna fuck it up and trade him or ruin his career somehow anyway but uh nate uh the ravens i would say good luck they're not gonna need it they all they need to do is uh show up and will harris is saying fulgham is for sale, sailing that is real listener league at me bauer sure Send it off from my way, Nate. Until Tuesday when we are back with the Dinosaur Rewind Waiver Show, we got my good friend David Ibrahim. Hopefully I said his name right. I mean, he's at fantasygo.com, I think. I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm so bad with Twitter handles. Nate, where can we find you on Twitter?
1: You can find me at NateNFL. All
0: right. And check out his profile. He's going to get you a link in there on how to get to his music as well, which is fantastic.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: If you are so inclined, you can follow me on Twitter at the MBOWER85. I would prefer you follow this show at the Dynasty Rewind. And until next week, be kind, please rewind, cut Nate Gary. Thanks again for watching and listening, everybody. (laughs)